It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Rocker Report. Um, but we're here in the beacon of light. Team news has just been announced. Looks like it's five at the back again. Gucci coming back in alongside Duncan Watmore. Good to see Watmore back because I thought his injury um, that he suffered against Blackpool could have potentially put him out for quite a while, actually. So I'm pleased that he's back. So, yeah, I mean, team front to back. You've got McLaughlin, you've got Flanagan, Ozturk, um, Willis. You've got your right midfielder or right wing back as O'Neill. Left wing back is Hume. Grant Ledbetter is back in place because obviously Dobbo's suspended as well. Um, Charlie White up front. And then obviously you've got Watmore. And on top of that as well, you've got Gucci, as we were just stating before. So I suppose um, uh, pretty much predictions is, again, it's quite depressing to be playing five at the back against a team at the bottom of the league. Um, obviously, they wouldn't be bottom of the league if it wasn't for administration. So I think they're slightly better than South End. But do I see that as a three at the back or a five at the back I suppose we'll only see when the match starts but with five at the back I, I still just think it's far too negative or the three at the back whichever way it is it's just a, quite a negative performance probably incoming um, but we'll soon see as we get into the match and just like that I've went and bumped into Bomber and Niall um, Niall how are you feeling about the, uh, the lineup? Um it's to be expected isn't it I mean Ledbet as the one where we all think shouldn't really be in the team but he's there um, have his legs gone possibly yeah. could get overrun in the midfield today but yeah we'll see what happens it's uh, the lineup. it's not it is what it is we haven't got a good team anyway so uh, yeah. Bomber how far have you travelled mate uh, so I come up from Gloucester so it was actually a good oh, run Gloucester yes yeah. it is not Gloucester. Colchester not Colchester, Colchester. Yeah. Yeah. not Colchester, Colchester. Brett from Gloucester so yeah it was alright actually <laughs> Left just under four hours which last time I come up uh, good Friday Doncaster game last year that took five and a half so I've managed to knock an hour and a half off so yeah fine feeling fresh are you feeling confident I don't know if it's Boxing Day confidence like a bit of Christmas <laughs> cheer but yeah I reckon optimistically you'll be alright yeah that's fine. what I plan on doing but yeah I reckon I reckon two or three nil I'll be happy with that to I reckon ball. that yeah to no, no, to us. To us. <laughs> I think like I said it's, it's time for Christmas miracles for him, so thing is they're going to put 10 men behind the ball they're going to defend we're going to try and hit them in the first 20 minutes well, we're we going got, to get frustrated we've got Charlie White playing mate, so. well, yeah. we've got Liam Bridcutt centre half has he been centre half? he's been at centre half like how much are you betting Charlie White gets out jumped by him at least four times <laughs> uh, it's I, quite possibly, fancy, I, I quite fancy those odds to be fair I still uh, fancy the score even though he's been centre half yeah 
The only thing that concerns me is the, the, the bench. You've got Samet on the bench, haven't Yeah, you? I saw that, yeah. What position team, by the way, were we talking about? I think he's like a number 10. That's what That's I thought. I, like, he thought like, he was a centre-half. I thought he was a centre-half. Like, like, like Chris Maguire without the McDonald's. Um, uh, but I will catch up at half-time, maybe, and we'll see where we're at at half-time, unless I bump into somebody else and I just shove my phone in front of the face. Right, so it's uh, half-time. Um, oh, shit. It's nil-nil. Uh, Rooker Report is shit, apparently. <laughs> That's uh, Liam Liam Angus of uh, t- Twitter fame. Um, we've scored, but we haven't scored. What do you think of the, uh, the goal, by the way, Craig? Was that a goal? Because I couldn't see it. No, I think the first, first kind of... Um, the first take that I've seen on it, it, it looked like, like a challenge on the keeper, which naturally you just can't get anywhere near them these days. So, no, I, I don't think he was going to give us... Um, to be honest, I mean, I think we've been absolutely turgid this first half. We haven't really gone close at all, besides that chance. And I genuinely can't see it getting better. I think this is going to be another long 45 minutes. It's, it's kind of killing Christmas today. See, it's like, I felt like it was like better, right, than what we've seen. But what we've seen being so bad. It's like if that was a Jack Ross performance, you'd be doing your fucking nothing, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like the standards have just slipped so much. Like... You mentioned there, Jack Ross, he will be getting absolutely leathered for this. Would you with Oxford? Would you with Ipswich? He was getting booed, he was getting called worse than shit. And you look at this, I mean, the half-time whistle's gone there, and I'm not one to advocate booing the team, but the reality is you should be letting the manager know that you're dissatisfied with the performance, but nobody can be asked to even muster the energy to go, that was shit. I mean, nah. absolutely shocking. This, this, for me now, is the standard of of what our Saturday afternoon's going to be for the foreseeable. If we keep Phil Parkinson in charge, it's only going to go one way. It's, he, can't, he can't do what his remit is here. He's, he's in tasks with getting us promoters, and the reality is he's shown he can't do it. This is what, his 14th game in charge, and here we are. He's 1-2, he's drawn a couple, and the rest... I mean, this is, this is Bolton Wanderers. This is a team who literally have... They assembled, what, 14, 15 players on the last year. They've thrown them all together. They are worse put together than anybody else, but here they are. Liam Bridcutt fucking centre-half. Liam Bridcutt centre-half, and yet he's the calmest and coolest player on the pitch. You know, he he wouldn't look out of place in our team. Daryl Murphy, almost rounding John McLaughlin, and I know obviously McLaughlin responded well, but the reality is... We just twice we've kicked the ball directly to Bolton players, right? There's like, what was it, Flanagan at first, you just passed it, like, basically an open goal. And they're that bad, they couldn't finish it off. But then after like that happened, they did it straight away again with McLaughlin. They like, just kicked it straight to Darrell Murphy. If this was a team that wasn't bottom of the league or in the bottom three or is like demoralised as Bolton are, we would have been probably one or two nil down. And this is one of the better performances on the park. It is, you're right. And that's, like, that is a sad indictment of his time here. I genuinely think... You know, you look at the formation, people say it's a three. For me, it looks like a five. It's a five. It's a, it's a five. I think it's a six with Ledbetter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, does. I mean, look, and touching on Ledbetter, he's done absolutely nothing again. Yeah. He's, he's, I love him because he's Grand Ledbetter. I love him the first time round, but he's just, whether it's a system, the, he's finished. I don't know what it is, but just not working him returning. Like No, I think my concern is you look at Phil Parkinson, I genuinely think he'll be happy with this performance so far. Like, getting funny looks. And I feel like a punch is probably going to come my way, so I'm going to opt out and I will return at full time once Same. I've thrown my Christmas presents at Phil Parkinson. Aye. We'll be back at full time, hopefully, in a bit of a more positive mood. So um, things didn't get better at full time. Uh, everyone else is way too raging to discuss the game. Um, so it's just me and Craig. Um, 
I've got my feelings on it, but but Craig, I'll come to you first, mate. How bad was it? I am raging. Um, I'm absolutely seething. In fact, I mean, at half-time, I said we'd get beat 1-0, so if we're looking for any small positives, we didn't get beat, <laughs> and that's the only one. Um, look, the reality is, um, you know, a P45 needs to be fresh out of that printer right now for Phil Parkinson. Those players are not playing for him. They are capable of so much more, so much better. We were told when Jack Ross was let go, when we were at sixth in the league, we were told that this team is a team that is capable of finishing in the top two. So what's changed now? Why all of a sudden are we told that we need to stumble along and fall into January and then try and sign four or five new players and then try and get back up the league? As it stands, the last time I checked, we're 15th. And every single week we're doing this, we're going, this is a new historical law for Sunderland Football Club. And it is. It is an absolute shambles. And the only saving grace that we can have is the fact that the fans have turned. And people can say what they want. I've heard a few people say the words like poison and the fans are toxic and this, that and the other. Bollocks. And I tell you what, today, <laughs> there was almost 34,000 people to watch us at the lowest ebb in our 140-year history. And for the large part, I thought the fans were magnificent. They were. They were great. I mean, they made the feelings known, right? But I mean, like, we're saying that, obviously... People sang for Kevin Phillips quite vocally today, but then it went into a sing-song with like old players, just anything to try and g the fuckers up. Yeah, it, I mean, it went like, through the songbook of all of all the old legends, didn't it? And it was a bit disappointing we didn't get the Martin Smith song going. Like, but I think I was on my own with that. It's just a, it's kind of a sad indictment of where we are. You're going through players' names of those, you know, you're hearing names like Cessignon and things like that getting chanted, and where we were at the start of the decade for where we are now. And the reality is, look, we're no longer kind of challenging for top six or anything like that now we are in my personal opinion and I hope others will agree um, we're, we're in a relegation battle we can't win games much we can't more, score goals much more than a, a, a promotion one I mean what's that is that 15 games 14 or 15 games two wins and I mean yes people say oh there's cup games in that but those cup games are against 12 year old children from Leicester Shit teams. Scunthorpe uh, <laughs> like we've been two teams under Parkinson and that was Tramia who were woeful and we played well that night fair play but then you've got the what was the other game Southend South and we yep. were utter shit against Southend it was literally a case of Luke 09 had a decent game scored I mean let's look at the players today do you think there was any decent performances today the clutch in the straws really I thought um, McNulty was yeah look the annoying, spot when he came on the annoying well, says you bring Chris McGuire on at 65 minutes you bring McNulty on with 12, 13 minutes to go. You can't decide you want to win the game that late in it. You know, we've set up, like we said at half time, people say it was three, it was a five. We played five at the back Absolutely with, a five. with two holding midfielders. And look, you know, with Max Power and Grant Ledbetter there, we're not going to create anything. What they, does Max Power do, by the way? Nothing. What, what does he actually do? I'm, I'm sick of being all. on the. I mean, obviously, I'm not on the fence about it on, 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 maybe on Twitter, but I don't think I've ever really gone on it. Max Power has been utter crap for over a year after having two good games. Yeah, he scores. He scored a couple of goals, some some half decent finishes. But let, hides, let's be hides. fair; those, those are the type of goals that you score once in a blue moon. It's a FIFA, yeah. it's a FIFA type finish. He's one of those match of the day players, if you like that. For example, when we signed Craig Gardner, we thought we we're getting the next coming of you know a Patrick Vieira, Rolls Royce midfielder type, and this Jordan this, Henderson replacement. Yeah, this, <laughs> and this kind of seems like it now. It's 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 like that again that we were told power, you know, the job he's done in League One, etc., etc. But the reality is he's come in and he's done absolutely nothing. And you'll you'll hear people say the red cards killed him, but look, let's be fair, he never got started before those no. red cards. Don't care what anyone says. And the team that 
we've turned out today, again, I just don't think he wants to win the game. I don't. He stood with his hands in his pockets, and that was one of the biggest criticisms for Jack Ross. But come on, look, you know, we've, we've said this 100 times now. If Jack Ross got this team in sixth, and there was aspirations for them to be in the top two, then that basically shows that Jack Ross, in fact, is an absolutely unbelievable manager. If basically Phil Parkinson has come in and took over his team and we've dropped nine places and we've picked up no points. Now, that's an exaggeration in respect of Jack Ross. I appreciate that, but come on. This the, is not acceptable. How people can defend Phil Parkinson the, the now. The big one for me, big one for me, right? And and the thing is, it wasn't even that surprising. So Flanagan goes down. I think he's done his hamstring. Yeah. And then I went. He'll bring he'll bring a centre off on. Yeah. And then we went. Well, who's on the bench? Is it Lynch or the Bock or whatever? And we went. Don't break. Now's your chances to bring like a centre forward. And you've got McNulty and Greg there. You're playing bottom of the league. And I must say, McNulty and Greg would have changed the, the outcome of the game. We know that the teams performing the way they are, and it might still be nil nil. But why would you bring on? Like a left back and bottom of the centre off when you're at home against bottom of the league. I know there wouldn't be bottom, another point deduction, stuff like that. But they, I mean, and I don't mean to be unfair towards Bolton. They were one of the worst sides I've seen at the stadium, like, period. Ever. Period. Yeah. Like, they were awful. The, fan, the fans had the chances, I think, a couple, couple of times. They had, they had a few efforts. Good save from McLaughlin today, yeah, to be fair to them. Then after that, they just got further and further back. And look, let's be honest, right? I mean, we're talking about slapped together teams players you know sat in every position they had Liam Brickhut at centre after today now Liam Brickhut is 5 foot now isn't he, he's, he out jumped Charlie White yeah, twice that is embarrassing that's, it's the, that's the photo of Daryl Murphy, Murphy and Sean Wright Phillips from like 10-11 years ago and this, this is where we are and the annoyance for me is we know that those players can deliver so much more they can it's been proven Obviously, we got to Wembley twice last season. Yes, OK, it ended in you know, a disaster, fair enough. But it's the same as now. These players were sixth at the start of the season. If we weren't losing many games, we lost two or so in 11. And now we just can't win. We can't score. And it's the fact that he's, he's playing today in front of a big crowd, a big vocal crowd, where we'll back them from the offset. And it just did not look like you wanted to win that game. You can't play one up front. And OK, what more might have run alongside at times. But look, it was Charlie White up front by himself it today. Was, it was basically, you had almost eight players back and you had three of them going forward mm. at times. It was shocking. And, and, and it's been a while since we spoke, Stuart, and evidently you can't decide which podcast you want to do. But stop thinking about doing podcasts and stuff like that and start sacking your manager because things are just not good enough. Yeah, look, I mean... I'm, I'm tired of like sitting on the fence with it. You need to get rid of him and you're making a lot of mistakes, Stuart. Yeah. Get rid of him. The thing is, look, we, we both know Stuart away from the podcast and I don't doubt that he wants to do the right thing by this football does, club. but he's not doing it by not sacking Parkinson. But he's doing the wrong thing. Right now, yeah. Look, he needs his hands up to say, I've made a colossal mistake here. And you know what? Fans would appreciate that. Yeah. All we want to see is the club Twitter account put that statement out, which says club statement, and, and just let him go. I mean, like I said, we can festive do festive opening times. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Let's we've, we've done we've done this to death. I mean, the substitutions, like I said, he tried to win the game too late um, in terms of the efforts we had, and then I mean, look, I'm not sure if many people picked up on it, but for me, one of the the kind of telling signs that I think even he knows that his, his day is potentially unnumbered now. Is as it got to the final 10 minutes or so, he just kept going further and further back to the tunnel. So as soon as that whistle blew, he couldn't be seen. It was a shake of the hands. It was straight up the tunnel. And he's, for me... He's appalling. He's, 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 he's the he's worst manager I've ever had yeah, in my life. Yeah, he's a disgrace. And look, you know, we can say what we say about David Moyes, this, that, and the other Premier League. That's Premier League. That's Premier League players. Yeah. And, and look, if even... 
even with Simon Grayson, he came in and he kind of told us the battle yeah. he was going to have, this, something, you there. And in League One's not pressure. Ah, There's no shit. pressure in it's League One. If you feel pressure in League One, then you're at the wrong. You're completely in the wrong profession. Well, look, we're signing. We're signing players that play in front of four, five thousand every single week, and they come here and they play in front of thirties or thirty-three, whatever the day. They might not have been thirty-three thousand, but that's how many tickets we've sold the day. And there was no criticism for the players. They still no. got applauded off at the end. Every single one I seen was getting applauded off. League One Nine comes over. The only one that we know who was not fitting the jigsaw is Phil Parkinson and like I said today's the telling sign that people are now singing Fade McGeady we need to win football yeah. games why alienate your match winner why get rid of your best player and the probably thing is, the best player in League 1 on yeah, day and look the thing is we've heard rumours he's a bad lad but is there any substance to that Alle- allegedly and I mean the key word is allegedly there's no substance to that we're reliably told all the time that they're the mood uh, in and around the the academy and in and around the club is supposed to be fantastic and the players are all buying into them. It's coincidental that the only one who basically has took a bit of a huff is the one who earns the, the most amount of money. Yeah, it's very coincidental, isn't it? It's like, suddenly it's like, McGeady, and, and the thing is, if McGeady, say McGeady is a bad lad as well, how come Jack Ross turned him into the best player in the league? Well, how come Chris Maguire is still involved in the team? Because yeah. we call him a shithouse because he speaks his mind. But look, let's face it, I mean... And I cannot imagine Chris McGuire sucking up to Phil Parkinson. Let's Not be a chance. But the thing is, I think in terms of Aidan McGeady, the reality is, is most people are now starting to say why he's had a falling out is because he doesn't believe we should be going to places like Gillingham and playing 11 men, you know, to sit as far back defensively as we can. He wants to go and win games. He's played for like, I mean, he's played for Celtic, he's played for Everton, he's played for bloody massive clubs. He know, he like, he's, he's Sunderland. Or probably he's on a par with at least on a par with a lot of the clubs he's played for. But he's played Champions League and that. Like I'm not saying he's next I'm not saying he's had a great season, far from it, but how do you go from being as good as you were last season with a broken foot to as bad as this under like a substitute teacher? Like and, and why why is it his fault? You can evidently see it's just yep. Oh, that's the Bolton team boss, you motherfucker. Hopefully they can still take Phil Parkinson home also. <laughs> Is that full time? <laughs> Either that oh, or geez. it's somebody who's unhappy that we're shouting for Parkinson out. Yeah. But look, I think in terms of what we've heard today, it's the right thing whether Kevin Phillips is the one that people are reliably screaming for. Look, we need someone who's going to come in and give us that bounce. We need that Roy Keane sort of kick up the arse again to get us get us back started. It's got to be Phillips for me. I mean, I, uh, Phillips, we chatted to him the week that Ross got sacked and he's desperate for that job and I'm not saying he'll get it right but Jesus Christ man like I can't stand that anymore it's just so shit even if just for one day I go oh I'm excited about something football club it's better than the shite I'm getting now if Phil Parkinson was let go at say 6 o'clock tonight and there was a phone call to Kev at quarter past 6 it'd be here it'd be here tonight it would fuck the podcast like but it would I was going to say there'd be some late edits but uh, look no it's, it's, it's time we'll pull the plug on him we've got two I mean, I'm calling them difficult, and then we'll do the whole no disrespecting, but look... They're not difficult We're going games. away to Doncaster and Fleetwood in the next few days, and people really need to have a reality, a reality Bolton, check here. Gillingham, Leicester under-21s, Scunthorpe. We're, some, we're Sunderland Football Club, <coughs> six times champions of England. Now, there's not many people who have finished above us in our 140-year history in terms of that standings of who's won the top flight of English football more than us. It's took Man City a billion pounds to basically get on a level par with us. And I think people are forgetting about that. We stood outside here of a stadium that is fit for the Premier League. And now people are going, do we expect too much? No. We're, no, at, we're, we're being too weak. What we, need, too weak. what we need now is to let them know that this is not acceptable. And that we need to drive the message to Stuart Donald that 
If he's going to remain in charge, he really needs to book his ideas up because the decisions he's made are really the root cause of where we are right now. It's them two who 100%. came in. We never pushed them on an answer to say what are we going to do next season. They told us that we need 100 points. It was them that said the 100 points. It was Charlie that came out and said about the 100 points. And now... <laughs> In, in, when Parkinson came in, my remit is to get promoted. 10 or 15% more. That's what I need to get out of this place. That was right. That was right. And, and just, if you're looking at that... Has he done that out of one player? Has he got 10 or 15% out of more than one player? I mean, you've got to ask yourself, right? Was that any was that performance there better or worse than the performances that got Jack Ross, Jack, uh, Jack Ross sacked? Like no. Lincoln and Bolton. No, that was... No. It no, was, it was worse. Uh, yeah. We never looked like scoring. Let's be honest. And that was an improved performance, as we said at half-time. Uh, yeah. That was better than what we've that had recently. That genuinely is That's one of the best performances that he's served up in his time here. And that, that is a sad, <sighs> sad reflection of where we are. But, you know, look, for listeners, I'm glad you could hear us Aye. chew on a bit. Hopefully, by the time this gets released, there is uh, a nice new vacancy for the festive period. Uh, take over Thor Parkinson and uh, hope we haven't ruined your Christmas. Uh, Graham and Craig depressed again. Checking <laughs> out. Checking out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.